0: Welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have Sarah McLeod. How are you? Hey, Sean. How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm going really good. Sarah, you have a... Um, you, you jam as a, as a guitar player, but you have a fantastic voice. And I was saying earlier, I, I came across you um, a video a while back. You are singing. It was an older video, too. With Angry Anderson, you were doing Highway to Hell. And yeah. um, you were just ripping it up. And, and to be on stage with him, you held your own. <laughs> so...
1: Yeah, well, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a tyrant, so you need to hold your own. You know, you've got to you got to be tough if you want to stand on stage with Angry, because otherwise you will be like Kit. He calls me the Kid. Kit, what are you doing? You know, so you've got to make sure you've done your homework.
0: <laughs> I do he's a he's a fun one. I've had him on a few times. I, I, I love him. Um, yeah. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, she can hang. And then he was listening to you it was great. And then as a test saying, I took a deep dive into all your music. You have a, you have a, a great voice. You actually you can go low and you can go high you've really got quite a range you, you know but i thought we could introduce the band you were also in um in back in again the super jesus you were that's where you started that was your first big band right
1: yeah that was my first band and then we took a 10 year break and i went solo and now we've started again so now i did both in tandem
0: how can we it was just a, a like a friendship break like like, kind of like you weren't on a we are on a break kind of thing you just kind of your separate ways or
1: um No, we just had like a, a bad gig that annoyed us all a lot. And then we, we had to sit for nine hours in Johannesburg Airport to wait to get home. And after that, we just never spoke to each other again. Everyone just went their separate ways and no one said anything for 10 years.
0: <laughs> it's kind of funny. like Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's actually insane. <laughs> like all those albums, and you guys wrote some great music. I mean, you guys did some really good stuff. So it wasn't like it was like, ah, eh, I mean you guys are a good band. I'm glad you're back together. So to go through all that and be like, Whoa.
1: Yeah. Um, it was a rough nine hours. That's all I can say. <laughs> it
0: sounds like it sounds like a movie plot. Like it would just like be the end of some movie. You know I mean? That could be the the premise of a plot. Um Yeah. But you you are uh quite a performer. Um you do your soul career, you do some acting, you've done um the Green Day. Um show can we jump into yeah. some of stuff can you can kind of talk about some of the stuff you've been doing and what you've done so people can learn who you are
1: yeah okay um all right so i did the super jesus which is like a sort of like a 90s rock band and then my solo stuff i put out two solo albums first one was a rock album uh the second one was a bit softer with a bit more of a 60s feel um i'm working on one now that's all like piano ballads mm-hmm. um and yeah, do a bit of acting. I did Green Day's American Idiot and I'm just about to start doing Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre and I play five characters in it and I wrote all of the score for it. I play it live on stage, on piano. It's, it's a hectic show. It's nonstop.
0: <laughs> that's That's crazy. So did you do any acting prior?
1: No, no, no. They just, they asked me to do American Idiot and I said, like, let's see if I can throw my hat in the ring and I tried it and they said, you got potential, kid, you can stay. So I just uh, gave it my all and I really enjoy it. Like all rehearsals I set up, I remember I went down there early and I set up my my um, hotel room as the stage. Right? So where all of the levels were, I, I moved tables and chairs around and I, I had it so it was just sort of the right layout. And yeah. then I just rehearsed by myself like for, for ages. So when I got there, I already knew what I was doing because I was just nervous I always sort of over-prepare prior because, you know, I want to be good. So I put in the extra work.
0: That's kind of, even more of a challenge because there, there's lines to learn. It's not like you're, like music is you're already, you're already used to that, but it's a whole new world to learn. Just be like, yeah, I'll do it.
1: Yeah, well, I, I've always wanted to... I, I say yes to everything, and then I worry I you about... Do.
0: That's my whole point. Like, you play piano, and you just started that, and then you wanted to go on tour. Yeah. Yeah, right, well, that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty uh, uh, impressive.
1: You do this, you just go... Yes, I can do this. And then you think, how the hell am I going to do that? And um, I always think about this this scene in, this is a strange analogy, there's a scene in the movie Funny Girl, Barbara Streisand, and she's just trying to get any role. And they say to her, hey, can you roller skate? She's like, can I roller skate? And then the next scene is her, like, you know, taking out all these people on the roller skating ring. And I always feel like that. Like, I I just say I can do everything, and then I go away and I go, okay, how am I actually going to pull this off?
0: Well, you're lucky you have a lot of natural talent because a lot of people go, yeah, I'm going to act and just do it, you know, or yeah, I'm going to pick up piano and do, I'll do, I'll do a tour. I'll write an album and I'll do a tour in yeah. a year.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
0: Thank not you. normal.
1: <laughs> no, but you've got to gotta just sit it. you've got to practice a lot, you know, like, I mean, I don't practice enough. I don't practice as much as I should, but I mean, this is my studio here and I'm in here around the clock. I just have I have so much to do that every minute counts. I very rarely eat. If I do, I eat standing up at the counter in the kitchen or wow. Uber Eats because I can't be bothered cooking. But yeah, I'm just really into it.
0: So what are you preparing for right now? You're so are you because I know your the band's back together, the super Jesus, plus you're working probably on solo stuff. I know during this COVID thing, you've been doing a lot of different online things and quarantines and jams and songwriting and
1: yeah. Um okay, so at the moment. At the moment, my brain is so scatty, so I'm I'm working on a solo piano record. At the same time, I'm doing demos for a new Super Jesus album. At the same time, I'm putting together new versions of uh, songs to do in this rock duo that I have where I play bass and guitar at the same time um, with this sort of hybrid guitar. And I just sat up all night doing a, like, rewriting a whole new demo of um, keep me hanging on, you know, that, that old Supreme song that uh, Kim Wilde did. So I've just done this like, whole different arrangement for it. That's the one I just finished this morning. It's so cool. I can't wait to play that. Um, and, uh, and at the same time, I've also got the script here and I'm relearning, I'm learning everything for Jane Eyre because that starts in two tours away, which is only actually in, I think, three weeks. But between then, between now and then, I've still got two tours to do of two totally different shows and then straight into the play so I'm a bit like that's why every minute counts that's why I'm holy moly
0: well I thank you for taking some time we'll just keep okay. a little yeah. thing you know everyone I want everyone to follow you and check the links on afterwards and check check you out that aren't aware of you how, how good you are did you have so like when you were younger like what was your, your musical background did you jump in when you were younger or is it family or
1: yeah um Beatles and Chuck Berry I, I'm really into 60s music and that's, that's mainly what I listened to when I was growing up and then uh when I sort of became a, like teenager i got into indie music and like sonic youth and pj harvey york
0: but isn't um, indie music really the 60s music with a little more fuzz well
1: totally yeah totally that's you know, or a lot that's
0: of fuzz good. but i mean it really does a lot of the best parts yeah. of 90s music was the fact it sounded like the 60s to me yeah it's
1: like um, motown with steve albini fuzz on top of it yeah that's totally right. <laughs> um but yeah but my heart is always with pop music i'm fascinated with crafty pop construction it's like so, when I was doing the um, "Keep Me Hanging On" track last night, which was written by it's called I think of like Holland Dozier Holland. That's how you pronounce it. Those uh, guys that wrote everything for Motown. And God, it's such a good song. They're such good songwriters. I really respect crafty pop songwriting.
0: It's a hard thing to do, right? To write a simple pop song It's one of the hardest things to do.
1: It, exactly. Yeah. The, the simpler it is, the more difficult it is. And especially if it sounds easy, they're the ones that are hard to do.
0: Yeah. It, and i said you know uh, soccer is like you do the uh the one hit wonders i'm like that's like the wonka ticket if you get if you're so good it's not an insult and people go oh you're a one hit wonder i'm like if you had that big song that everybody knows that's awesome yeah totally let don't yeah, insult it, to that it, i mean it, it, it feels it, like when people say it like that but i'm like are you kidding me you have one good thing that everybody in the world knows that gets stuck in your head forever no yeah and
1: they're dying off of that for the rest of their life
0: <laughs> right that's, yeah. that's the best thing ever so yeah uh, pop songs are the hardest things to write
1: mm. Yeah, I agree.
0: I'm
1: just just obsessed with the craft. I I love it. I did a um, an online production course with Ryan Tedder a few weeks ago, and watching him construct songs and how he wrote songs for Beyonce and God, I learned so much. I was just sitting there going, "I love this guy. This is amazing."
0: So, when did you start playing guitar and singing? Like, when did you make that transition? Because,
1: um, I guitar. I started. I think I was about sixteen when I started guitar. So. Yeah, I, I, saw, I was a late bloomer into the music business.
0: I you did okay, though, because how old were you with, with uh, Super Jesus? Because
1: um, So it started, I was like 16, and I played a bit of guitar, and I went to Bali with some of my girlfriends for a holiday. Um, I must have been 17 by then. And I ended up getting up with the Balinese band. It was the first time I'd ever been on stage with a band, and they said, you know, come up and play with us. And they had a, a book in front of them with all the chords and the words for every song that they knew on a stand. And I was like, great. Okay, so I'm just picking through and I was like, let's do this, let's do this. And I was able to play with them all night. And then um, they invited me back the next night and the next night. And I played with them every night, for the whole two weeks that I was on holidays. And then I came home and I quit uni and I started a band. And that band ended up becoming the Super Duty. <laughs>
0: You're very intuitive to music, so clearly there's a natural wellspring coming out of you to to do that. You know what I mean? It's not it's not an ordinary path that most people take.
1: Well, I feel like it was it's a natural part to me because it just kind of fell in my lap. Like, you know, I didn't ask to get up with the Balinese band. I was just standing there, and my friends were like, "Hey, our friend plays guitar. Get her up!" And they made me get up, and I was scared. And then I was like, "No, I'm not scared anymore." Then I was loving it, and then I, something came over me, and I went, "Rock and roll is my future." I got struck today, by lying.
0: to play that quickly to be within a year or two. Most people don't go and jam within a year or two and then go and play on stage. And then <laughs> go yeah, out there I'll, like that. It's... I
1: think the best way to learn is to learn, to hit the ground running, mm-hmm. to throw yourself in the deep end. And when I first started playing piano, I threw myself in the deep end hardcore. Like, I was on stage saying to people, okay, I've only just learned and you're probably going to hear some fun notes. But it's it's a journey for me and I need you guys to make me better faster. So I'm gonna do it in front of you. So put a rocket up my ass and here we go. And I would make some mistakes here and there and the crowd will like, you know, is she gonna make it? And then when I get to the end, I'd be like, I did it. Yay. And it was like, yeah, well done. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah.
0: You have a uh is the same piano I saw in the video before. It's like a Bluetooth. It's really crazy. Your piano? Yes, um,
1: this, this no, this is not a Bluetooth one. I had a Bluetooth one. This you guys is, saw that in
0: a video. It was really, it was really cool.
1: It was super cool. Yeah, and inside it was speakers, so you yeah. can play through it as well. Yeah, um, I did have that, but I, um, I upgraded because I wanted to get like an actual piano with strings. And but what this yeah. one does have, um, it's a it's a normal piano, but it's got a it's got a thing underneath it that I can turn it on, and it, um, it has its own sounds in it. And then I pull this lever, and yeah. I can turn the hammers off. And then I just hear, I put headphones on and I just hear the sampled sounds. So it's both. So I can play it as a normal piano or I can go to silent mode and put cans on and play all night long so no one can hear me. That's
0: would be cool. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because the other, the Bluetooth one you'd mentioned, you could play along with it because it Bluetooth has it it probably helped you learn because you could play along with songs.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I can still do that. I just play it through here. But the, yeah. that hybrid is amazing. It's a Yamaha GBH-1 silent. It's the best thing i ever bought. It's versatile.
0: I haven't heard of those. Did, so has songwriting changed for you a lot over the years or do you still do the same like basic, probably I still make the guitar. Do you start with a melody? How, how's your songwriting process go? Um,
1: my songwriting has changed drastically over the years. Uh, I, I started by the guys in the band would write the music and I would write the singing over the top. And all my lyrics were really vague. It was all kind of like metaphors and smoke and mirrors so that everybody could make up their own interpretation because it was very 90s. Whereas as time's folded on, like now I write my songs on piano and I write stories and I, I try and make sure that every line is important and every line sets up a scene so the listener goes in and they're like, okay, I'm with you. Who are these people? Where are we? What does it smell like? Where are we going? So that the whole journey, you've got them the whole way. And I always notice that with certain songs, if, you, if you're singing a song with a mate of yours, and you both get to the same spot where you, no one knows that lyric. It's usually because that lyric sucks, you know. So I always, I find that when I'm writing, sometimes I'll forget the lyric that I've written, and I go, I know why. It's because it's not memorable. It's because it sucks and it doesn't flow on from this story, this journey. So now I'm really particular about every single word.
0: I, I that's interesting. I've about, I haven't mean, thought that. I only generally it's usually because you can't understand what the lyric is. You know, like Billy Joel, keeping the faith. Everyone thinks it's kicking the face. You know, it depends. Like, you, can, you, don't, you can't you do understand the lyric, what it is. That's usually what it is to me. Yeah. I'm like, what what'd you say?
1: Sometimes if the lyric sucks, people slur it because they don't care lyric. about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> a slurring lyric, a slurric.
1: Yeah, a slurric, yeah.
0: Well, the thing I, I, because, yeah, it is a 90s rock sound comparing the two, but then, like, listening to you now, you, everything is, you're, you're a powerhouse singer, so you, you really lead all songs. You know, I, I hear, you know, I was led by your voice and everything, it feels like everything kind of like built around it, sort of like a foundation, but your voice is, has a freedom of going everywhere. When you write, are you still thinking that melody? Or are you just kind of like, do you kind of like rough it out? And then when you do your vocals, you kind of go where you go.
1: That's, that's an interesting question, actually, Sean, because when I write, I tend to write for the song not for the singer, even though it's me. Like, I I keep thinking I need to write some songs where I've got some, you know, big look-at-me power notes, but very rarely do I do that because when I'm writing, I don't feel it in the song. I'm like, I I, I tend to sort of, I think because I'm quiet and I'm at home, so I tend to sort of be going like this and that's nice down there. And then I go to do it live and I go, ah, you know, so by the time I take it live, I usually end up changing it and throwing in all this extra
0: Power of us. Yeah, I was listening to you, and I know like different. You uh, you do write a lot of different styles of songs, which so is really kind of fun. But even um, giants, for instance, in that song, it feels like it's. You can hear there's a strong belly to it, but it also feels like you can really. It's really free, and that's like what I'm saying with the creation of that song. It feels like you you could write it with a melody, but then you feel like you as you perform it, it just feels like it's big. Um, yeah. So that's why I was kind of curious the, the process of that because, you know, this is one example.
1: Yeah, I, I find that when I'm sitting, working on it in the moment, it has one form and then it takes on a totally different form when I go to rehearsal. When I'm standing at the mic and I'm, I'm playing at the same time and then suddenly a different energy comes over me and that's that's when, that's when shit gets real.
0: I didn't know if it's maybe like also like, you know, sometimes I just come with a melody or song and then I'll add music to it afterwards. And that's why I usually, it feels like it's a bigger Broadway style song where it's got more... Pop and uh, Circumstance, yeah. you know?
1: I, I usually hear both at the same time. I mean, sometimes, yeah, so sometimes, I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll hear music by itself, but generally I, I hear the melodies and the chord changes at the same time. Not often the lyrics at the same time, which is annoying. It'd be great if the lyrics came at the same time too, but um, sometimes I'll get a bit of lyrics. But generally, it's a melody and mood and a chord progression.
0: Well, I, I love to ask about songs and songwriting and instruments because it's always an integral part of the of the process of, of the artist. And um, and listening to your music gives such a varied range. It really, and all the COVID things on different instruments, you really have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So to me, do you, like when you write songs, are you, can you just, are you the kind of person can you just sit down and go, all right, I'm going to take four hours today and I'm going to write a song? Or you like, I can do it, but if I don't have the song come to me, I, I just it's nothing or because some people like, work out like it's a craft and some people say when the rock gods come to me yeah it comes up
1: um that's a great question too because I think that well I firmly believe that it's a you just gotta you've got to rock up and you've got to sit there and you've got to try if you don't even if you don't have an idea Mm -hmm. if you don't rock up you'll never get anything and it's kind of like you you've just got to You've got to bring it. You've got to bring the quantity. And then if you bring the quantity, the rock gods will bring the quality. So you've just got to sit there and churn and churn and churn. And eventually you'll get there.
0: All about wood shedding for you. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so let's talk. I love SGs and, and you have an SG.
1: Mm, I love SGs.
0: What are you using? Um, Cause you think you're rocking out hard. What do you use it for strings? Like how, what's, what's your gauge in those? Cause
1: 10 to 52, that's what yeah. you should do. <laughs> that's how I remember it. 10 to 52, that's what you should do. That's what you'll be playing. That's what I remember when I go to the shop. It, I made it, it, so I it's funny because, I
0: mean, some people like, well, strum real hard and play hard, you'll get like, you know, because like strings Up and Eddie Van Halen, even ZZ Top had like light strings. We're talking almost like sevens and you know what I'm saying? Like really, you're like, how did that break ever? Yeah. And then some people have like really heavy Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, thick strings. <laughs> And everyone plays yeah. differently. It's always surprising.
1: Yeah, because um, uh, we do a lot of detuning in the Super Jesus. So we just, we we've always stuck with the same gauge. So I just use that gauge across the board because I'm used to it.
0: See, the thing with you is and the challenges for singers when you they always say, if I wish I knew I was younger, my voice was to change. Because like, I think it's probably more with male, male singers as they get older to sing some of those high notes. They're all like, oh, we got to tune down, we got to tune down. Yeah, (laughs) I think female performers can get away with it because voices are naturally already up there, so as hard as a challenge. So
1: yeah, my voice is actually getting higher as I get older, which is weird. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's like the um, the pipes have been blown out. The channel is all like you know (laughs) clear and like ready to go. I can I can I sort of visualize it. And I'm like, yep, there we go. That pipe's ready. Blow some steam that way, and it's gonna go.
0: <laughs> Three dates out. So you're going to tour and then record. And then how are you going to do that?
1: Um, so at the, I'm doing all of the demos for the recording. The right. recording, I'm not, not going to do the recording for the Super Jesus until November. So I'm doing the demos now. When the play starts, I'm going to be on tour until November with the play. And I'll take my studio to on the road so I can do the demos for the Super Jesus during the day and I can do the play at night. And then by the time I get to November, I'll have all of the music ready. I'll go straight out of play, straight in the studio, record that, and then straight out on the road with the band. That's my plan.
0: No break, no (laughs) sleep, no nothing.
1: Yeah. And then um, I'll sleep later.
0: And then probably work on solo stuff too.
1: Yeah, so I've got three quarters of the solo album written, Yeah. and I want it to come after the Super Jesus record. So... I've, I'm going to tweak that as I go, but I've got to get the Super Jesus one finished. Then I'll jump on the solo one.
0: Have you guys kind of sketched it out? Like, you, like you could say, all right, now we're together and it's great because you guys sound great. Is it going to be like, you know, you're like I'm going to do an album of my own and do one with you guys? Is it kind of like just are you guys just kind of playing it by ear as you go because it's still kind of new?
1: Um, oh, as, as far as like the timeline and who should, be yeah, with the
0: band because now you're back with the band, but you're also a solo performer and and also you know, an actress and you, you know what i'm saying so you got a lot going on and sometimes if the band has other stuff going, on, like to balance their time with your time and to figure it out
1: yeah it's hard it is hard to figure it out and also they all live in adelaide and i live in brisbane so there's that as well i'm on the total opposite end in australia
0: <laughs> how far is that like i wouldn't know but like hours wise like
1: oh uh it's a two and a half hour flight
0: a flight wow
1: yeah so that that sort of makes it more difficult as well, <laughs> just to add insult to injury.
0: Well, yeah. Well, at least we can we can do stuff re- remotely. I imagine at one point you lived there, and because you moved over, did you like ever somewhere you traveled? You recently you moved.
1: Yeah, I've lived everywhere. I lived uh, I lived in New York for a little while. I lived in LA for a bit. London for a little bit, and pretty much every city in Australia. <laughs> yeah,
0: how do you have time to move with all your songwriting? I mean, jeez. <laughs>
1: I, I have a busy brain and a gypsy soul. Wow,
0: well, that's awesome. This is, well, I want to thank you, first off, for being on the show. I want everybody to check out your stuff. I just want, I know, do a short little talk today and when you have more stuff down, and you have time, we'll I have you come back and promote your stuff. But I wanted to introduce you to people um, and have you on today for just a few minutes. Um, this, this has been right. great.
1: Yeah, that's great. And, um, you know, I also just, I just thought of something. I had this, when I was in New York, um, I was doing dance music. So that's a whole other part of my past that I forget about, but I've got all these like club tracks out as well. So it's
0: like,
1: yeah, it's hand in every pie.
0: Well, you are very busy. That's why I'm taking mercy and you uh, previously you, you shared before we went on the air that you've been up all night too. So yeah. <laughs> you must be totally beat on that. Um, yeah. So I, I, I know,
1: And I've got a gig tomorrow, but yeah, it's cool. I'll it's, be all right.
0: <laughs> well you should get some sleep and get some rest i want to thank you and i want everybody really check you out and then I'll, I'll reach out to you again or you can reach out to me when you have more stuff to release and we'll put up on my pages and, and talk again all right thank you Sean. I appreciate thank time. you very much thank you
1: thanks sean's listeners see you guys thank
0: you <laughs>